People of the world, welcome to the 268th episode of Marketing as a Foreign Language live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash send it rising. TikTok influencers banned from talking about cryptocurrency and social media news is the main story of the day. We're also going to hit other interesting social media and marketing topics as well. All articles and links are in the description, gadgets.ndtv.com. TikTok influencers are banned from promoting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Dogecoin on its platform. Chinese-owned video sharing app TikTok has updated its branded content policy to ban all financial services and products, including influencers from promoting cryptocurrency, share trading, and buy now, pay later schemes. The move, the company says, is aimed at stopping the increasing misuse of the widely popular social media platform to commit fraud, scams, dishonest behavior, et cetera. So obviously, if we could go back in time and purchase uh, a copious amount of Bitcoin at $3,000, we all would. I had plenty of opportunities to purchase at that time. Me and some friends of mine went down the mining route. We ended up having like $40,000, $50,000 worth of machines in an old motorcycle repair shop in North Las Vegas. Um, and we did the deed. We, <laughs> we mined a lot of crypto. We invested all of that crypto back into more machines. And so it turns out that was not the move. Had we just spent that money on the crypto itself, we would be in a much, much better position. Live and learn. So I don't think crypto is going anywhere. I think um, we're going to follow a very similar trend this time uh, as we did last time. We hit about 20,000. I bought again at 10,000. It dropped all the way down to 3,000-ish before it jettisoned up to 50, 60,000. And now we're sitting around 30. So I'm going to wait for it to get about 15,000. If it does, that will be a time that I will consider reinvesting in cryptocurrency. Now, the fact that TikTok is weighing in saying, look, there are too many people with too many scams. We're not interested. Well, this is the reality of any currency. And so how many scams are there related to the United States dollar? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is one of those things that, yes, for the interim, they can say, we're not going to allow uh, the talk about cryptocurrencies, but I do not. Again, do not see this lasting for any significant amount of time. Apparently, Google took a similar stance, according to the article. They took a stance on scam advertisements. This is Google. A few weeks ago, Google UK had stated that from September, the company will ask financial services providers to verify their identities to clamp down on scam advertisements hosted on its platform. So that's different. Obviously, UK Google saying, look, we're going to clamp down on scam advertisements. That's not the same thing as saying, hey, influencers, you can't even talk about it, which is ridiculous. Now, promoting cryptocurrencies and talking about cryptocurrencies, there's probably some nuance there. But we are clearly in the early days of cryptocurrency. I see this leading towards a more global government. Again, Facebook and Twitter as international companies, there's a lot of multinational conglomerates. Business will lead the way. And I think we're going to start seeing the lines blur or evaporate um, between nations slowly. Kellen, how can you possibly say that? 
That's ridiculous. Well, in the history of all humanity, we have seen the lines change, uh, governments form. It's all arbitrary and imaginary. Currency has been the major driver of all empires to date. And for the first time, we have a global currency. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means a global empire. What does that mean? Well, you can read science fiction and you can see it as a horrific turn of events for humanity, or you can see it as us finally figuring out that we are all one, that love is the baseline for everything we do as humans, and that we can use these big brains of ours to reduce suffering as best we can continuously. So the fact that TikTok is banning influencers from promoting cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and all that sort of stuff is simply a reaction to the inevitable. Forecast.news defy lending platform Aave to build Twitter on Ethereum. What the heck does that mean? Now, Ethereum, for those not in the know, is better than Bitcoin in the sense that it connects to smart contracts. It has a utility, whereas Bitcoin is simply a currency. The article states, decentralized lending platform Aave will build Twitter on Ethereum. Its founder, Stanley Kulichov, tweeted during the weekend, his message came seemingly in response to an announcement that Twitter founder Jack Dorsey was developing a Bitcoin-oriented fintech platform resembling Aave. Hmm. Dorsey, who is also CEO of payments company Square, tweeted that the firm was starting a new business focused on building an open developer platform with the sole goal of making it easy to create non-custodial, permissionless, and decentralized financial services. Holy smokes. Speculation surrounded Kulichov's tweet before the plan was confirmed in a decrypt article today in which Kulichov said Twitter users do not own their audience. This is true. And that users of Aves new platform would be able to monetize their content. Quote, Twitter makes all the revenue from your tweets and the content you share. And Twitter decides which of your tweets get traction through the algorithm. Whereas Aave is a decentralized lending platform that allows users to lend or borrow cryptocurrency via smart contracts. That's Ethereum, of course. It's currently the largest DeFi protocol by total value, uh, $10.92 billion. Whew. I'm saying, try to keep up on everything that is happening in the world of crypto. It's tricky. How's to? In chat says, hello. Hello, how's to? How are you, sir? If you want to chat on the live show, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is when we are live Monday through Friday. Just go youtube.com forward slash send it rising. You can ask me any questions you want. You control me. You can say whatever you like. So when it comes to cryptocurrency, yes, I do think that uh, it is going to be very ubiquitous. Um, it already is. I'm thinking Bitcoin at 15,000 is when I will buy. Finance.yahoo.com. Twitter could miss second quarter expectations. You've heard me say on the show many times that I am not bullish on Twitter. I think that they are just desperately trying to hold on to what is no longer relevant and uh, that platforms like TikTok um, are just taking up too much market share and that they are going to struggle to monetize Twitter reports Q2 2021 earnings after Thursday's closing bell with analysts looking for a profit of just 0.07 per share on 1.6 billion in revenue. If Met earnings per share will mark a turnaround from the 0.16 dollar or 16 cent loss posted in the same quarter last year. Yeah, exactly. The stock fell nearly 10% in April after reporting weaker than expected Q1 user growth. Yeah, 
I'm not really betting on Twitter Blue. So the article goes on to talk about Twitter Blue subscription. Um, but again, it doesn't seem like there is that much value with everything else out there. For example, YouTube is amazing. The amount of content you can get on that platform is absolutely stunning. And yes, it is worth it to me to pay for YouTube premium so that my kids, when they watch their hours of YouTube content, aren't inundated as much with ads because the shows themselves are advertisements. We see product placement all of the time in YouTube content. We see ads embedded in the actual YouTube content. So even with YouTube premium, they are not avoiding all of those ads. And yet the content itself is incredible. Now Twitter is coming in. I don't see a wealth of video knowledge on Twitter. People love watching videos. Twitter just simply does not have the same breadth and quality as YouTube. So I am not going to buy into a Twitter blue subscription based on video. So what's left exclusive content from select people. Well, why would those people only be on Twitter? I don't get it. I simply do not understand how Twitter is going to push through this and monetize in a way that's relevant. I don't get it. Back to the article, according to the press release, quote, we've heard from the people that use Twitter a lot, and we mean a lot, that we don't always build power features that meet their needs. Well, I would argue it's because the relevance is slowly slipping out of your hands. Well, that's about to change. We took this feedback to heart, blah, blah, blah. U.S. media outlets that booked massive subscription gains during the Trump years are reporting sharp readership declines as we enter the second half of 2021. Many people just checked out. Um, love them, hate them. People talked about Trump. I talked about Trump. I criticized people who talked endlessly about Trump while I was talking about Trump. This was just how culturally ubiquitous this president was. Now, Biden, just not as, you know, it's a, just, I don't know, he's just not as entertaining. Call me crazy. Not as entertaining. Um, I didn't say effective. I said entertaining. Wall Street and technical outlook. Wall Street consensus has deteriorated, blah, blah, blah. So, do I think that Twitter is going to uh, go anywhere interesting in the future? Not really, but you knew that. Google Chrome user alerts. You need to update your browser right now or lose data. Stop hackers this way. This from tech. Ooh, Hindustan Times. Who knows? Link in the description. Um, it's really easy to update your Google browser in the top right hand corner. Usually there's just a little update button. If you use Google Chrome, you're going to want to do that because there is a security flaw um, it takes three seconds. It literally will open up the windows that you already have. All the tabs will remain. Don't trip, just do it. And I want to say final article of the day. We've got nine to five Mac.com man behind LinkedIn scraping said he grabbed 700 million profiles for fun. Last month we reported a LinkedIn scraping that exposed the data of 700 million users. 92% of all of those on the service. Holy smokes. The data included location, phone numbers, and inferred salaries. The man behind it has now been identified and said he did it for fun, though he is also selling the data. So it just goes to show, just like with the Twitter hack where all of a sudden President Obama's account was telling people to go put money in crypto, send it here, etc. scam. Now we've got some random person gathering all of our data. If it's 92% of LinkedIn, there is a good chance that he got yours and mine. 
So data scraping is a controversial topic. At its simplest, it means writing a piece of software to visit a web page, read the data displayed, and then add it to a database. More commonly, people use APIs provided by the web service for legitimate purposes. We get it. It's controversial because on the one hand, those doing the scraping can argue that they're only accessing publicly available data. And I would side with them. If you have a website like LinkedIn and there is a ton of public data, why is it unethical to go in and gather that data? I don't understand. Others argue that they are abusing tools not intended for the purpose. I, I simply do not understand um, that argument. If it's on LinkedIn, it's on LinkedIn. Um, there's even more controversy over terminology. Many security professionals argue that it isn't a security breach if the data is available for public access. I agree with them. Um, I would argue that if a service like LinkedIn doesn't spot someone scraping literally hundreds of millions of records, that's a massive security failing, says the author. So when it comes to scraping data specifically from LinkedIn, uh, you know my thoughts on it. It just is what it is. Um, ladies and gentlemen, to recap, update Chrome. You know you want to. Twitter, not bullish on it. Defy lending platform Aave to build Twitter on Ethereum. Keep an eye on Ethereum. It's really interesting. Um, obviously, we're going to try, I guess, um, to stop people from promoting Bitcoin, Dogecoin, these sorts of things on the platform, but it's not going to work. In the end, people are going to simply promote those things. That is the reality. And man behind LinkedIn scraping said he grabbed 700 million profiles for fun. Your data ain't your data is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for swinging by. Marketing as a foreign language. Brad has shout out in chat. Thanks for swinging on by. And uh, we will see you all for tomorrow's episode. Bye for now.